Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. All right, how many of you want to be millionaires? We need some energy in the room. It's been like March, March 7th, 2020 since I've taken the stage. It's sort of like, you know, twilight zone. I, I remember this life. I was going to be really funny and like show up dressed from you know, like my waist up and then some like, you know, shorts and flip-flops, but I thought, and then remember like, oh, it's not Zoom today. So uh, how are you really? How many of you want to make money? How many of you have said that now for years, over and over and over and over? Yes? Seriously, how many of you want to be a millionaire? How many of you actually are? And how many of you want to go to the next level? All right, so today I'm going to talk about, I, well, my heart and soul is financial literacy and mostly for kids. I have another book coming out. Our goal is to put another big one on the map, uh, our sixth uh, New York Time, which is the fourth book of the Millionaire Maker series is How to Make Your Kids Millionaires. So my kids were millionaires on paper by the age of 10. So this isn't difficult, it's just not taught, right? So if some of you are gonna get some stuff done, um, hopefully a little motivational, but I'm more uh, really committed to helping you like take some next steps. You guys in for that? Yeah. What do you, so here's what I'm gonna talk about. What's the difference between a side hustle and a hustle? So I'm very interactive, I'll come down there and make you speak to me, so you might as well just start yelling things out. So what's the difference? What's a side hustle? Let's start there. That's like the new trendy thing, everybody wants a side hustle. It's like a hobby. Oh, thank God, I love you already. Okay, what else? This is that part, I ask a question and then you respond. It's what? It's a distraction, thank you. What else? It's like a real job. It's like a plan B, right? So it's that extra thing. And the other word I would put on it, it's a little bit of chaos, but it is such a trendy word. Everybody thinks they have to have a side hustle. And I'll tell you as entrepreneurs on your way to be millionaires, a side hustle is a distraction. I'm gonna use that. So here's what the, the, the dictionary says. In short, it's a type of work and employment performed in order to apply, provide supplemental income. So one of my, my fourth book <clears throat> that I wrote was called Put More Cash in Your Pocket. So, and these are startling statistics. You know, between eight, nine, 10, um, how many would guess? Guess the amount of money, because that was the, the largest foreclosure, you know, crash that we've seen. How much money do you think needed to be extra in the families across the United States? And by the way, hi, all of you out there in the world. I'm married to a, Canari a Canadian, so I call myself a Canarican. Um, <laughs> and I, I, he, I met him at a workshop, and he's like, I don't want to you know, do your program, I'm on a date you. I said, yeah, right. Anyway, a year later we got married. Um, very persistent Canadian, but I do, I'm gonna speak to all the internationals out there. Um, I have traveled this work around the world. I'm gonna speak um, just because it's fluent for me, obviously in American terms, but everything we have taught, we've taught in six of seven continents. So, and I have companies there, I've had trusts there, I've had bank accounts there from South Africa to Dubai to the UK to Australia to Canada, still do. Um, it's just really rough out there. So I just wanna to speak to all those folks that are out there. Um, but how much money do you think 
because the United States did cause the largest financial global crisis ever, right, in that period. And that's the time we actually went international. So in 2010, I kind of picked up uh, my kids and we started traveling around the world. And actually, I just got to acknowledge Thomas Blackwell went us all over the world. I think we've been every continent together. And uh, we were the shop sales uh, team uh, for this software. And you say, well, how, when you do the software, do you need, and what does that have to do with financial literacy? What's the answer? Everything. Data. Data. you got to have your numbers, right? A lot of people coach, and they coach emotionally. They don't coach to numbers. What's your marketing numbers? Where do your leads come from? What's your segments? How do you sell? What's your ROI? All of that. But back to why I wrote Put More Cash in Your Pocket, which is really what a side hustle was about. It just didn't have that name then. How much money do you think a family needed to have not gone into foreclosure? Just yell out a, a number. You'll be shocked. 35 monthly. How much extra monthly? 500, 300, 5,000, 742 dollars. That's it. 742 dollars per household, and they wouldn't have gone through foreclosure. So I wrote this little book called Put More Cash in Your Pocket. It's like the 21st century lemonade stand. So that's how I see a side hustle. It's like something extra that you want to do. But here's the truth about a side hustle. It's a lot of distraction. I'm going to use that word, Jamie. Thank you. <laughs> it's a lot of distraction. So how many of you are serious about making money? Like really? And you really want to, like, how many of you are six-figure, already six-figure entrepreneurs? How many of you aren't going to talk to me no matter what? You're like, I don't know. It's really early in the morning for all this energy. Um, so here's the difference um, between a side hustle and a hustle. And I can just tell you, a lot of it is energy. Like your energy to commit to a side hustle versus a hustle. Like any of you that are six and seven figures, and I've been in the eight-figure world for a while. Um, I'm a millionaire in eight industries. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm about to go into cannabis. My brand is called Mom's Meds, so you'll be on. When I do take the stage again, it will be for medical marijuana to get rid of opiates. Um, huge, huge thing I'm on for that. You guys should be excited about that. You don't look very excited about that. It's so critical. Our kids are, our kids are going through some rough stuff. So in combination with our Make Your Kids Millionaires book and that, uh, we're going to do a lot of kids' work. And uh, I love making your kids millionaires. That is our charity. Your kids come for free to everything we do. And so if you, if you don't have any kids, you should get them. They're tax deductible. <sighs> <laughs> They're fabulous. And really, I'll just say, so uh, what I want to do, what we're going to do with our Make Your Kids Millionaires book, uh, we went back to McGraw-Hill, my original publisher uh, from 2005, and we're going to walk across the hall to the education division, and our goal is to have a K-13 through financial literacy homeschool course. And so what do you do when they're in kindergarten? What do you do in first grade? And you say, well, what if I'm not a millionaire? Well, then catch up. So the book is between zero and 21. Um, super excited about it. But I can tell you, those of you who built into the six and seven arena, isn't it easier when you make a lot of money? Right? It is just easier when you make a lot of money. So I want to go back and just for those, some of you tell like really quick history of where I have and the reason I have this fitness instructor thing up here. Because I grew up on a farm in Nebraska, um, didn't have any. How many of you actually didn't have any financial literacy or financial training growing up? Right, and I always say your friends and family in this financial conversation are usually your biggest, uh, oh, what would I call them? It's not good. 
um, obstacles, that's probably a really nice word, but they're usually the people that you go to because you want their opinion, you want their validation, and women, you're the worst. I say God always put me in a woman body to get really tough with you women because you're always wanting validation and you want to convince people to come along because you want to collaborate. None of that stuff's going to work when you want to really get serious about money. You get serious for yourself and then they'll come along. It's really, really important. So right now, especially right now, you've got digital currencies, you've got NFTs, you've got so much going on in the money space. And I'm going to say most of you don't know the basics. And we, got some advanced con we have advanced things coming. Well, they're not coming, they're here. Um, you're just not engaged in them, depending on how old you are. So my background was farm girl from Nebraska, 17. Dennis Waitley gave me the book Think and Grow Rich, which was really, uh, I mean, my defining moment. Growing up in Nebraska with kind of that... Uh, you know, typical farm mentality. Like to actually know that you could, like Think and Grow Rich was a thing. I'm like, oh gosh, I need to find these people. So anyway, I, I pursued Bob Proctor. Um, I traveled the uh, final years with Zig Ziglar. I've worked with Les Brown, Brian Tracy, you know all the guys. Um, but what I did right away was I got a side hustle. So I either had to work or some, I took out loans, student loans, I had to get my way through school. So my parents didn't pay for it. So I started a personal training business. I was in the gym all the time anyway. And uh, I remember looking at the owner, I'm saying, what are those people doing following people around? And they said, those are personal trainers. This was 1983, by the way, just so you know. It's a, little, a few years ago. And I said, well, how much do those little personal trainers do? All they're doing is kind of following me around and I can work out and train better than them. They're 40 an hour. I said, I'm a personal trainer today. So <laughs> that was my launch into really entrepreneurialism. And then I got the concept of leverage. I don't know, it just kind of made sense to me. So I just kept booking appointments with people. And then I outbooked myself. I was doing 16 hours a week and then started using my basketball. I played basketball at school too. So I started to use my basketball players. I'd outsource the, to them. And then I became aerobics instructor. And then fast forward, uh, I was 24 years old. And uh, Chevron invited me to, uh, to go offshore in New Orleans. And uh, there's a little helicopter I flew around in. And they gave me a multi-million dollar contract. So this is when I really got the difference between a side hustle because I didn't treat that first business, even though I was doing really well, like a business. And I'm gonna submit that you, especially you partners, a lot of you, are not treating your business like a real business, meaning you're not incorporated. I'm gonna go into that in a moment. So this is when I got serious, because I had a big contract, multi-million dollar contract, to build 272 fitness centers on offshore oil rigs. So I moved from Nebraska, moved to New Orleans. The only reason I had to get a job for a little minute is I couldn't afford the helicopter insurance. So, so uh, and I ended up in headquarters in San Francisco. And uh, I was working with Bob and a lot of the, the guys. And then 1996, uh, Bob Proctor called and he said, you need to go to Scottsdale, Arizona. And he said, you're gonna meet a, a man and a woman, it's gonna change your life. And you're gonna quit Chevron. And I said, Bob, you're so cute. Like, I make you a lot of money at Chevron. I don't, what, I'm gonna meet two people and quit. Anyway, so I flew down, I sat at Sharon Lecter's table with Robert Kiyosaki, and I left the master distributor of the cash flow game. And I did, I went from working at Chevron in a huge executive job to following a Japanese guy in a game around. <laughs> like seriously, nobody knew him until really 97, 98. So you have to imagine, right? How many of you have had a job before? How many of you are unemployable? How many of you still aren't gonna to talk to me? <laughs> See, unemployable is fabulous. I mean, when I, think, when I say unemployable, I mean, the, the thought of a job isn't even in your DNA, is how unemployable you are. How many of you are there? Like, you, you can't even, it doesn't even occur to you. Like, that would be like going to prison or something. It'd be, 
Like, it's just so not okay. And I'm not saying we're going on quit your job, because there are people who need to, you know, have jobs. In our company, uh, effective as of the end of the year, we will be a completely employee-less company. And I was telling Matt and a few of the others I met yesterday, we have company-to-company -company relationships. So their LLCs work for my LLCs or C-Corps or S-Corps. And when you have company relationships, and I can tell those of you who are growing teams, it changes the performance of the organization. Because I don't have a, a gun called a paycheck, right? I have a contract, and you have to work for mine, and I have to work for them. So a little hint on how to grow a team in a whole different way. So fast forward uh, from 96 to 2000, and it's a big thing, and I think for a lot of you, uh, you don't all have to be an influencer. Y'all don't have to go get a whole bunch of books. Y'all don't have to do a lot of that. From 96 to 2000, I became a millionaire. 1999 was my millionaire year in real estate and gas and oil. Uh, and then soon after, I was a millionaire in this space, right? Author, speaker, training. I was, I was selling millions of dollars of cash flow games for Robert and Sharon. So, um, those were, so I did three industries right away in a, in a couple years. But my point for a lot of you is okay to sell somebody else's stuff. And with this software, you could be an affiliate of so many amazing, great products, and you don't ever have to have your own stuff. And I find so many people, since the pandemic happened, think they have to have their own stuff. And part of their stuckness and why they do this side hustle thing is because they think they have to have their own stuff. So fast forward 2000 to now, I've had a mentoring program called The Big Table. It's one of the longest standing, it is the longest standing in the money space and financial literacy space. So it's a group of people working to be millionaires or are millionaires. And uh, we make our kids millionaires. And now we have generations of those kids coming behind. So we're excited about it. But I want to go into some detail. You guys ready for some notes? And I want you to take some actions, all right? You're supposed to say yes. Okay, there. I have to get you back in this, you know, stage thing. You know, I talk, you talk back. You're not even warmed up yet. You guys are like, you know, you got to get back in shape for this. Um, all right. By the way, I always use my, my background in fitness as uh, just as a metaphor of, you know, what I need to do with you guys is get you in revenue-producing muscle shape. Because a lot of you, you're good entrepreneurs, but you're atrophied, right? And you got to get in revenue-producing day shape which means what do you do every day? So from the cash flow game, what I knew of the gap was, because how many of you have played cash flow? So when you play cash flow, what do you, what's the question you leave with? Now what? How do I do it? So all of my work was, the, I call it the connect the dots. It's really down to the grit. Like, how do you do it? So first of all, you got to go back and say, well, why is this such a dang problem for everyone, right? What's the problem? So the problem is this. We're all employee trained, and that includes every one of you in the world. It doesn't matter where I went in the world. It's the same systematic issue. Now, the system isn't broke. It was built this way. It was built to have a very structured, you know, go to school, get a job. It's still being forced through. Uh, my son is graduating, like I said, uh, with finance and accounting and a management degree. And still, from, from the day he started school to now, um, I always say he's going to play football and he's there on a social experiment. Um, <laughs> and and, and uh, that's kind of funny. You don't think so? Um, which, by the way, when my son was 18, he got an LLC for his birthday. And when he went off to school, I don't just go see my son play football and help him and do his things. Um, I go see my partner. So he's now signed in. So those of you that want to know how to make your kids millionaires, you bring them along. You bring them along from the beginning. Uh, my kids have sat in boardroom tables. My kids have traveled all over the world. My kids know how to do deals and how to negotiate. Some of you would look at my children or listen to them and say they're mouthy. I'd say they're really strong negotiators. 
There's a big difference on how you raise your kids. Anyway, I have a parenting talk. It's not today. But here's the problem, and it's still today. Like, he'll call me and say, Mom, I have not in the four years, he's in his actually three and a half years of school, been taught anything you teach. He said, I'm being taught to be the finance manager for a company, the manager of a company, an accountant for a company. I'm not taught to run it. Right, Clayton and I were talking last night, like we're gonna, I'm gonna do a podcast on the difference between managing and creating, right? I mean, I've looked to be an adjunct professor at several universities and they said, well, you could teach the cash flow management class. I said, how about I teach how to generate some cash flow from nothing, it's called bootstrapping. We don't have that class. It's like, yeah, but that's the base of an entrepreneur, right? Is how do you generate from, how many of you guys get that? It is the hardest work you'll ever do, isn't it? to learn to do it, and here's why it doesn't work, is because we're ingrained for anywhere between 13 to 18 years in this. And here are the startling statistics. This is 2021. If you make $80,000 or more, these are US statistics, in Canada it's 169,000, and just proportional around the world, but if you make 80,000 or more as an employee, you're in the top 25% income earners of the world, or I mean in the United States. Aren't you guys disgusted by that? I mean, does 80,000 make you feel like you're in the top? I mean, not even close. I mean, and then here's the problem. You get taxed on 40 to 50%. And by the way, Canadians, you're taxed 50 to 60%. Other countries, 60 to 70%. Um, and then you do this funny thing. This is such a funny little vehicle. So I, here's what I want you to do. So I want you to start taking some notes of things you would like from me. Right, we're very high touch. Um, we can do a review of your 401k if you're employed. And I'm not telling you to go run and jump out of your job. Right, and sure don't jump out of your job for a side hustle. You can jump out of your job with a very planned hustle and we'll help you do that. Uh, but a 401k, which is the funniest thing, just think about it prospectively. You go to work for these people and then the HR department comes and says, hi people, there's this amazing thing. You could give us back your money, we just paid you. And then somebody over here for a little bit of money who might have a degree in finance, investing, is gonna put it back into some mutual funds and bonds. And we're gonna hope this all works out. Come on, that was only one person thought that was funny. That's hysterical. Like, but everybody, come on, everybody, like, hook, line, oh, the company's taking care of me. Oh my God, I have the best plan in the world. I gotta go to work. Then they're gonna get, take back my money. They're gonna put it in mutual funds, and I don't have to do a thing. Well, we all know this is a joke. That was funnier than you thought. Only a few of you that have lived through this. I'm clearly older than some of you. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm not opposed to it. Chevron actually had an amazing 401k, but a lot of companies don't. And then if you work really hard, again, think of all the weird psychology of permission-based. And the reason I'm setting this up so strongly is I want you to get why it's so darn hard to be an amazing entrepreneur. Because you are doing what very few people even have an option to do. And when our book comes out, I mean, what, and what I'm done with my talk today, I want you to see like this education, this conversation, um, and Sharon Lecter is still like my financial mom. I love that woman. She and I are very, very close. And financial literacy is for kids and families has always been a huge mission of ours. By the way, I have a millionaire maker game if you want to put another game at your table. Uh, but this whole permission-based thing is why it doesn't work. Like, you know, I think in sixth and seventh and eighth grade, this should be taught. You can become an employee. Fabulous, we need them, but you can be an entrepreneur. And then let's get some real entrepreneurial training. Because people say, well, where do you get entrepreneurial training? Well, we get it here, we get it from each other. You don't go to school to get it. So, debt and credit cards. No, nothing ever. Now, in 1950s and 60s with you know, Ward and June Cleaver, um, credit cards and debt were probably a bad thing to do. 
But now, with the way you can arbitrage and leverage money, and with the amount of money coming from the government, I'm helping people be millionaires in 12 and 18 months. 12 and 18 months. It is not difficult. There's so much money available right now if you know what to do with it. I helped a, a new client of ours, uh, their roofing uh, client in Minnesota. They got $361,000. Free money, two years. See, some of you would say, oh my gosh, I'm $361,000 in debt. Or some of you would say, I got $361,000 to play with. I'm going to go invest it for 12, 15%, and I'll hand it back to them in two years, and thanks for, I'll make $75,000 to $100,000 for free on other people's money. Like, that's the cool stuff. How many of you guys are excited about that? We can help you guys get all that kind of money. All right, it's so easy. But you can have this weird aversion to debt and credit cards. Uh, and then retirement, this is funny. So uh, retirement is an agricultural word that means to put cattle to pasture to die. <laughs> it's not even a financial word, but that's the goal, right? So we don't believe in retirement. I also don't believe in budgets. They're like diets, so we don't even use that word. Um, and we don't believe in savings, because savings is just an undefined lump of money. What are you going to save it for? And don't say a rainy day and all that stuff. We want very purposeful spending and purposeful use. And right now we're, in the, we're on a run of inflation, if you haven't noticed by now, 30, 40, 100% in some categories. You have to watch your spending. But I will never put you on a budget. I will put you on a very specific spending forecast based on corporate deductions. Are you guys getting this? Is this like way too much? Should I just be fluffy and happy? Are you, are you good? Keep going? All right. And then this is the one I know you are not checked in with the right team, is when you file taxes in April. All right, so this is what we're taught. You don't file taxes in April. Rich people file in October and September. All right, how many of you file in September and October? Be honest. Wow, that is, this is actually the most that I've ever seen. Well done. So the rest of you are going, what is she talking about? You're going to come see us and we'll talk about it. So this is Laurel and you've been listening to my podcast. If you've enjoyed this, I have a couple things you can do that are completely up to you. Number one, take my quiz. Go to integratedwellsystems.com and take the quiz. You will find that there's one of four personalities, financial personalities we call them, that you're going to fall into. So as you take the quiz, it'll actually go through and identify are you you know, uh, in stagnant cash flow, right? Are you overpaying taxes? Do you have debt issues? You know, are you a lifestyle junkie? Where are you? And then from there, it goes to a video that actually gives you some solutions on how to correct that problem. So again, go to integratedwealthsystems.com, take my quiz, and we'll go from there. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.